Welcome. Yeah, everybody. How are you? I'm, I, who you asking them? No, you're the only one in the room. You look refreshed. And I slept in a tent down near the ocean this morning. And I feel less refreshed. I don't, I don't feel refreshed. You, we, went to, we, we went to LA last night to have dinner with the boys that are in college. Oh. And got home super late. Wait, is this the your boys and uh, Danny's kid or just no, your, no, no, just no. Your that's, kids? that's my son that's in Colorado. No, uh, Kathy's kids, uh, Miles and Calvin. My oh, step, okay. my stepkids. We had dinner with them downtown LA last night, and it was it went late because they're in college in LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, men, men becoming men, educated yeah. men. Right. Yeah. Oh, and they both. Well, okay. Firstly, they're both late, which was, you know, rock and roll. What's that? Rock and roll. Or I, well, I mean, yeah, but, but we're at a place. We're at a place. You, you know the the really kind of nice sushi places where they won't seat you unless everyone's there. Uh, what is that? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Well, also because it, it's it's omakase, so that everything is served together. And so we show up. We knew they were late and pretty late, and it was like I kind of had to beg them to get to, to go for faster. them to start serving us, and just like, well, they, it's on them. They're late. They're going to miss a couple dishes. It's fine. Whatever. So. We were, you know, we, we I, I smoothed it over for the most part, but yeah. but it was it was tricky. Right. But what what I was getting at is that at the end of it, they're both like, "Oh, I'm going to that concert. Yeah, I'm going to meet some friends." Like the like the meal isn't really over yet, and they're trying to cut out. And they already. just <laughs> bounce. Yeah. It makes but me feel that, so much. College kids. It just makes me feel so much better. I feel like as a divorced person who doesn't get to see his kids as much as he would want to, and then now they're older. When they come over, they don't want to be there, and I'm like, I haven't seen you. And now you're here. Know, you don't you want gotta, to see it's, me. It's so hard when they when they get to that age too. You gotta, you've got to punch through the wall because there there is kind of a wall they build up just because they're in life. They're they're becoming adults, and, right. and you have to keep like, hey, hey, hey. See, I feel like you're better at that, and just <laughs> you just explaining punching through a wall. Yes, I've had. To, I'll be like, hey. Yeah, like what's Where happening? Where are you? What's like, up? Like, and they're like, "Whoa, easy, relax, Dad. Like I'm doing <laughs> yeah. stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, I was asking nicely for like an hour, yeah. and yeah, now I'm." It's hard. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Man, you need to mellow out." I'm like, "You, you need to share something with just, me." Just yeah, just hey, God damn it, we've, we're related. <laughs> tell, Man, I might tell be me gone something. Soon. Like, tell me one thing. Yeah. Just tell me something. Yeah, and and look like you're enjoying saying it. <laughs> Don't go. Yeah, oh, exactly school that. was great. Oh my God, shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't, say, yeah. don't do that. Dude, yeah, yeah it's, it's been all right. How's your day? Yeah. That one will, that, whenever that happens, I'm like. Wait, what? Where's my your wallet? Your kids ask that? Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, no, Tiger sometimes is, Devin is already, uh, is okay with like, yeah, I don't care. You know, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Tiger, if when he's busy, he will do it uh, accidentally and he'll, and he'll hurt his daddy's feelings without knowing. But sometimes he's like, how are you? And I'm like, what do you mean? How am I? So how's things? I'm like, that would catch me off guard. Pretty good. Yeah. Why? That would, that would really catch me off guard. Yeah, He gets super, like sometimes he'll tell Katie that he really likes her shoes or something. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. What do you, what, what do you, what, and now what, what, what's your angle yeah, here? And what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Exactly? That's what I would think. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that. And yes. can I have some stuff? And I'm like, no, you want no yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just, those are nice shoes. Yeah. And she's, it works. Like when he says it, it's better than when I say it, like tenfold. Cause she's, you know, stepmom. So whenever he says anything. He really means it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's also, he's on his mom's side and I respect that. And she's stepmom. So that's, you're not, you're, mm. you're the enemy a little bit, but he also knows that dad loves Katie and he can be, yeah, uh, very polite when he wants to be. It, it's almost maybe because he's my child, but it's kind of surprising sometimes how, um, uh, uh like uh, a pro- but charming he can be. Because it's usually like <laughs> I fucking skate, do it, or he doesn't say fuck that much. Oh, but he turns it on. You mean every now and then he'll say something really affectionate or nice or or concerning. How's right. your day? Or man, that must have. I saw your rim got scratched. That must have really bummed you out. I'm like, what? It, are you paying attention to my life? It's weird when he does that, but mm-hmm. he he's the one that I worry about the least because I'm like, man, you're already 
you could already get a job. If you were taller and you didn't look so young, you could, <laughs> I would already hire you. Because yeah. yeah, he's just like, yeah. Just grow some facial you? hair and you're, swear, you're an adult, it's fine. Up, get some pubes, put it on your face. <laughs> You'd be hired. You'd be working at the local skate shop in a, minute, in a matter of seconds. Dude, speaking of skate shops, you surf, you know about surfing. I'm trying to get into surfing. I'm trying to learn a little bit more every time I go. And now I find out that apparently there's new wetsuits, different material that is a thinner material and it almost looks like a T-shirty kind of thing because it doesn't look like it's super tight and it's easier to paddle in but still keeps you as warm, thin wetsuit. So uh, Jonathan yep. explain that to me because he's got a wetsuit on we're walking into the water. I'm like, why does your wetsuit look like you got a sweatshirt on? He's Spider-Man. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you, dude, they have crazy wetsuits now. And I'm like, they, oh, I, I get arm pumps so bad because I'm such a bad paddler. I need all the help I can get. I can afford a wetsuit. You mean you get, you get rashes? No. I, I my, oh, just because it's restricting. I, I, I feel like I get, uh, if I paddle out, by the time I get into the uh, crash zone, that's when my shoulders give out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, not now. But you're blaming the wetsuit for that? I need everybody. He said it's easier to paddle in these new okay. wetsuits. And I'm like, easier to paddle is something I need. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I know you'd hate me, but if somebody gave me that, Fucking propeller paddle. I don't care who's watching. Stick it on. I don't give a shit what the you propeller think. Propeller paddle. Dude, there's, oh, I, the, there's, a, there's a fin with yeah. a propeller on it. Stop. <laughs> just stop. It. I knew it. You're like, Jason's pretty much saying I no. want to segue your ramp. No, no, no. But it, dude, for me, sometimes when my arms are so sore, man, if I could just be like, Zzz. that is That is one of the pains of, of being a casual surfer because when... It, the waves are kind of heavy and you've got to fight to get outside. Yeah. Like duck diving. Yeah. By the time you get outside and a wave is coming for you, like you, you might catch the, one of the waves of that same set. Yeah. You go to turn, you're like, I don't, I don't have it. That, yep. That's I do me. not have the arms to do that. That's me. It's not your wetsuit. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It's cool that they have thinner wetsuits, but it's not your wetsuit. You're saying that I'm still going to get stuck in the crash yes. zone and eaten alive. Right. You're yes. probably right. Yeah. But, but you'll have a much cooler looking wetsuit when you do get this? drilled. Putting it on and taking it off, especially after I've surfed because I oh, can't yeah. use my arms anymore. I hate anymore. taking them off. Yeah. What about if it's just easy to take off? That, that's okay, there worth you go. the purchase. That, that's it. Yes. So I go to the surf shop to get this, this, uh, this wetsuit that they speak of. And I go there and I'm like, there's this new material. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's these ones. And I'm like, that's... That's normal. That's that's a wetsuit. And he's like, no, no, no. These are like extra thin. I'm like, let me explain it one more time. It's got this pattern on it. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just Quicksilver and Rip Curl make a different one. And it looks like this. And I'm like, you want to try them on? I'm like, yeah, I'll try them on. So then I'm in the <laughs> dressing room. scammed. Dude, I'm in the dressing room trying to put it on. And then about 10 minutes in, I haven't got a fucking thing on yet. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the same as my fucking wetsuit. Really hard to get on. <laughs> so I fucking rip it off. I just leave it on there and I walk out. I'm like, motherfucker, selling me bullshit. Like, you can tell I don't know anything. And I'm like, I heard about these new wetsuits. And you're like, yeah, here you go, jerk off. Here's the new wetsuit. Fucking this guy didn't know shit. I know. And, and that's every surf. It's because you walked in talking about the danger zone. That's, they knew I didn't they, say that. Oh. <laughs> they they, they oh, knew no. that you're <laughs> a rookie. I said crash zone. Crash zone, yeah. That's even worse. What what do you have that'll save me from the crash zone? Oh, come over here, bro. I got you. It's the same as I told Supercross guys once, like when you go, when you take off at the at the start, I said something wrong and they were like, where do you take off from? <laughs> and I knew it. As soon as uh, it, you're not I was getting like, away with it. Uh, <laughs> let me say it again. The, the, the start box or something. And they're just like, this guy knows nothing. And I'm like, I, I'm going to leave. I no longer wish to talk to motocross people. Oh my God. It's just such a, just one slip of a word and like, oh, you don't know. Right. You're not, you're not down. <laughs> 49 me is like, you don't know. 27-year-old me, if you were like, you know, crash, I'd be like, crash, crash this. <laughs> get the fuck out. Get this fucking dude out of here before I kick his ass. Like people For would For the be, record, it's impact zone. Oh, well, thank you. 
Okay. Surf lessons with Tony Hawk. So yeah, Impact. If you say Impact Zone, maybe you go to the surf shop and they'll lead you to the actual wetsuits that you want. For the record, I didn't tell him about my crash (laughs) zone story, all right? I just said I heard about these wetsuits. And somehow he still knew by the way I asked for these wetsuits. He was like, oh yeah, I got your wetsuit, you dickhead. And I'm like, man, if, if you're older, do you still have to pay so many surf dues? You know, like if I've got old man Witherby on the ramp over here and he's like, I'm learning how to skate and I'm 49. I like, mean, I, honestly, that's where the term salty comes in is people are just old and salty. Like, especially people in the water. And they're just like, Meh. like, don't come to my break. Don't, and, don't bother me. I thought it was peaceful out there. It's like <laughs> oh, Mother no. Nature's energy coming at you. Why <laughs> yeah. is everyone so fucking angry? Because there aren't that many waves. I'm so And there are only more surfers. Rob Machado looks like waves really worked. Uh, I don't even want to... Other surfers don't look like it worked at all. Made it look like every time they get a wave, it goes up their ass and aggravates the <laughs> shit out of them. There was... But, I mean, there, there was a whole different vibe, especially in Hawaii on the North Shore, where it was it was very aggressive and people were literally fighting for waves. So it gets it gets hectic, but... Um, yeah, I mean, there's, and there's all the localism. When I was a kid, I was at Wind and Sea and... Uh, it's in La Jolla. And I was just checking the surf. Yeah. Because my sister lived right up the street and I was staying oh, with you her. you told me this. You were at a wrong, you are in the wrong break for where you're from. Well, I wasn't, I didn't tell you them. We were actually living with my sister at the time because we were between houses, my parents. And and the guy's like, what's up, man? Where are you from? And I didn't want to say, well, I'm staying down the street. You know what I mean? And, and so I was like, oh. I, you should have. I should have probably. And I said, oh, I have Tierra Santa. So I grew up. And he's like, why don't you go back there before I get sick of your face? And I said, I'm just looking at the waves. What, how am I invi- evading your territory or stealing waves from you? But it, got, it was gnarly in the 80s. It was gnarly. I, I mean, I was, I was at, one time I was at Seaside surfing. That's in Cardiff. And this guy just straight up paddled out. He's like, yo, man, why don't you go surf that break over there? And, and he, he was big and I was small. And I was like, that's uh, right. probably go do that, I guess. Look, there's some people in skateboarding in the 80s that did the same shit. But there was also people in the 80s. Your story the other day about uh, the Vegas contest where you were like, people were calling you gay and you were like, so what? I didn't even know you existed. I just thought everyone was like, is he? Fuck that, fuck that guy. Or no, he's not. He's cool. Not, not, he, what, if he is or he isn't, who yeah. cares? I didn't know anybody had that opinion because I was in this group of people where you just fucking bullied everybody. Like, and I, and I think it came from, my peers did the same thing. And it's like, uh, you know, when your dad is mean, you are potentially a mean dad. Like, right. you know, molestation can be linked and all that stuff. Like it, it rubs off. Yeah, it's it a can. cycle. Right. You got to break the cycle. Right. And I felt like, you know, I had people in Australia do some mean shit, grab my board, throw it in the trash. Like, what's up with your grip tape? Because I put checkers inside checkers. Spent like two days making this fucking grip tape. <laughs> and, yeah. and my friend, who's my friend now, Zach Reynolds, you probably don't watch this. You fucking asshole. It was like, what's up with your fucking grip tape? And I was like, sick checkers and checkers. Spent all day making it. Looks like a pussy board. Let me see that fucking thing. And I was like, yeah, here you go. And then he just grabbed it and threw it into the dumpster from the side of the ramp and it landed oh in the trash can. God. I was like. <laughs> and I just walked back down and grabbed my board out of the trash can. And I'm like, do I go back up to the top of the ramp or... If I go up, do I get punched in the face? But these are the things that help. I know. Me. What do you do then? You grab it and you get. We, you you got go back that, up there. You got that in your system, right? We're good now. No, you I don't guess. say anything. You no, go just, to the other side of the ramp, yeah, far yeah. away from him, and you and yes. you keep skating. Right. You don't. You're not. You, no, I love skateboarding as much as you beating me up. That's how, that's how. <laughs> if you punch me in the face for like five minutes straight in front of everybody here, and I walk off beaten and bloody, that's fair. Uh, just don't take me. Yeah. From skateboarding. Easy decision. But I remember uh, at McGill's skate ramp, and this is me in America for the first time and not understanding. So far, my experiences with skateboarders in America was was uh, beyond delightful. Uh, J- the first pro I ever witnessed in America was Jinx. And he just went. Hey, Jimenez. And he's just like, hey, man, hey, where are you from? I'm like, from Australia. Hey, the skater. Yeah, good, good, like, good person to meet on, for your entry point, for right? sure. I'm like, this guy's the friendliest person ever. Lance yeah. Mountain's like, stay at my house and skate my yeah. ramp. But I'm like, okay, 
everybody loves everybody here. And then I go to McGill's skate park where McGill and I think he's dad or something. I mean, everyone's being really nice. And I'm like, holy shit, that's Mr. McGill. And he's talking to me about, because I was doing 540. He's like, you know who invented the first 540, don't you? And I was like, <laughs> so awesome. yeah, I'm doing Tower Grab 540. So a little bit different than what your son did, but gotcha. <laughs> Hey, everybody, Jason Ellis here with the Birdman talking about DoorDash. Uh, are you a busy person? Do you go to meetings? Do you run errands? Are you flying around like a chicken with no head like I am? Sometimes you need to eat. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you don't eat, then you don't have any fuel, and then your brain becomes stupid. Do you want to be dumb or do you want to be smart? You should probably use DoorDash. DoorDash have uh, lots of different, uh, over 300,000 partners. And uh, and they have, it's not just like food and restaurants. If you wanted to get like some stuff from the drugstore or whatever, these guys will do it and do it fast and uh, get you exactly what you want. Many, many choices. You might need some tape to tape your ankles on because you're going to skate with Tony Hawk and you're too old. All these things DoorDash can supply. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off, baby. And that's zero delivery fees on their first order of uh, $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code WOLF. That's 25% off, everybody, up to, uh, up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code WOLF. Don't forget, that's code WOLF for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Code WOLF. But uh, <laughs> I was there and, and I was uh, newly friends with Alfonso Rolls. And we were both 17 and Elf was more of a mini ramp skateboarder. but He, he was, was magical. On Vert, on he was doing some shit that nobody was doing. Yeah, yeah, on Vert too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so Vert tricks, like he didn't go really high, but he had. I was like, wow, I, I'm really happy he can't go high because he would be <laughs> fucking destroying. Me. Yep. But uh, was there, and every time he fell off, he would just scream the n word, and I was what? like, yeah. So I'm. It's just me and Elf and him. Yeah, and I'm like, what? And then. I'm on the side on the concrete thing and he does it again. He falls off. Fucking And I go, really, dude? And he's like, what? What are you going to fucking do? And I was like, nothing. You know, because he was like a, he was like 27 and I was 17. Yeah, yeah. He totally bitched me and Elf. We both just like took it. But I can now, tell. Alfonso's African-American. For right. Those right. Yeah, sorry. My black friend is standing there. We're both 17 and, and I could tell. Elf was bummed, but he was, wasn't as bummed because he was like, this guy who's like a little kid is like, hey, man, that's fucked up. It's as far as I could go because I didn't right. want to get the shit kicked out of me. But it's just like a story with Chris Miller told me that Tony Elva spat on his grip tape when he was a little kid and never forgot it and he hated Tony Elva. I don't like Tony Elva because you disrespected Chris Miller. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't care how that works. But when <laughs> tried to be my friend at an Encinita skate contest, because now I'm Jason Ellis, the pro skateboarder. It was like, hey, man, fucking six skating today. And I was like, fuck off. And he's like, what? I'm like, just fuck off. Like, for real, fuck off. You wow. know why. And it was just sort of, I don't remember word for word, but it was very contentious. No, no, I, no and I don't like you. I'm mad at you. Mm. And you don't remember why, because mm. it was an insignificant moment in your life. But I never forgot that. And I also felt like I always hated that guy. And then I, he had a son that I ended up being friends with, which is, Fucking odd as hell. Uh, but Elf and I, like from that day on, I was like, that guy's my friend for the rest of my life. Because I felt like I could also tell that he was like, I'm still coming here. Like yeah, you can it's say so that hard. all day. It, it, it's so hard, especially when you're, when you're in impressionable ages like that, to let that stuff go, even if you know someone has gone through big changes. Right. Because if I, they have, you know, like, and, and you're just like, but, but that was... I believe he had changed. That was super I, gnarly. Right. And I could not, I was like, this little conversation on the way to the bathroom from the ramp is not going to work for you. Like this, I'm going to need to yeah. see way more. You're, you're talking about the Norfolk. Uh, I don't even Virginia, know. It was right? a skate event. It was, it was in the <laughs> late 80s, right? Maybe early. Yeah. Super late 80s. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Maybe 90s. 
Might have been 90, yeah. Because it was a weird thing where they combined BMX and skateboarding in a vert event. That yeah. had never happened before. I mean, yes, Yeah, we we'd did. never seen each other. I mean, yeah. no, I had never seen exactly. these guys. There wasn't a lot of commingling. I knew some of them because there was a thing that we would do demos and and sometimes there would was be- Dennis McCoy? Crossbreeding. Uh, Dennis and and um, a few other guys. Eddie Fiola was, is a legendary oh, okay. yeah, BMXer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were a few guys that I knew already. I knew of Matt because he was already a legend in the BMX world right, for doing so. backflips. Right. But uh, I love the story because uh, <laughs> Dennis told me the story. Dennis is one of the funniest dudes, by the way. He and Rick Thorne saw Lance Mountain in the stands. Yeah. And uh, they're like, dude, Lance Mountain, that guy from Animal Chin. They've seen Animal Chin. Okay, right. They said, uh, they're they like, let's go talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they go up and, and it, there was this weird tension with between the BMXers and the, and the skaters, right? Already. Okay. Just because we never both, mingled before. Well, it was, we're both sharing the ramp. Both sharing the ramp. I was, so, uh, I was under the impression that we invented ramps and right. now you're riding them. And I'm like, yeah, did I, I was long past off? that. What? I was long past that idea, but, but I, I know you, what you're you saying. You were past You've never been a- but, but here's the thing. So, so they go up to him and he's sitting in the stands watching and, uh, and Dennis is like, yo man, you, Lance Mountain, you're a favorite skater. Rick's like, yeah, man, that, that, that video, you like the- Animal Chin, when, when you're skating the ramp, you got you got pillows on your knees oh, and they're taped not, on it, you know? And and uh, he it's goes, not, it's not, it's not Lance, me. Lance said, oh, that that part isn't me. That's that's Chris Borst. And they, they both look at each other like, well, that dude's our favorite skater then. <laughs> <laughs> and then it walks away. <laughs> no one's ever shit on Lance, man. That's I love awesome. those guys. I love that. And most likely Lance was probably thought it was funny. Oh, hell yeah. 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 You know, uh, I got a Lance Mountain uh, painting for my house because uh, this Gregor Rankin told me a story at the Snake Pit Skate Shop when I was 16 before I came to America. And he said that he was in an amateur contest in Tahoe where uh, Grosso was the next big thing. And Lance set his, set his skateboard tail on fire and told this crazy story about him competing. And at one point, he couldn't hear any crowd. He blurred out. He, Gregor told me a story where he was... Uh, tearing up in the story and I was 16 and he was about 28 telling me the story of, of a life altering experience in America being a skateboarder that for sure inspired me to like give me more power to go to America mm -hmm. and not quit until I got like my job there because he's told he told it with such passion that I was like I want that I, I want that experience that sounds like the greatest experience <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyone's yep. ever had and can have <laughs> It, and it was such a mind-altering thing. And been to know that in this contest, like just the, I'm yep. going to have my tail on fire and then I'm going to skid it across the ramp and there's gas on the ramp and the ramp's going to catch on fire. And I'm like, that is a supercharging idea. Like you are yeah. a fucking gangster. I love Lance Mountain for that. So I now I know Grant and uh, Grant Britton who's selling these and I see it. I have a job where I'm making money and I was like, I've never bought, uh, I'm broke. I mean, I've always been broke. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to buy the biggest one he has. I buy the biggest one there is, take it to a frame place to get framed. Turns out Lance Mountain goes to that frame place. No way. And he's like, oh, somebody got a picture of me. Who's that? <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah, some, some kid ordered it, Jason Ellis or whatever. And he's like, oh, I know that kid. And I'm like, wow. You know, like how? Wait, when was that that you bought that? A year ago. Oh, like yeah, I was gonna say that because it was Grant. He's selling it recently. Yeah, I bought it off Grant, and then I put it in the frame place, and Lance saw it. My only thing was, I'm like, wait, Lance saw it, and he didn't sign it. Like he just looked at it and left. Yeah, but I know being on the other side of that, it would be pretentious to just be like, hey, there's a picture of me. Yeah. Let me sign it for the Lance guy. Lance is pretty far from pretentious, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that contest in Norfolk. And we were almost oblivious to all of this, but that was the first 900. Yes. Ever. Yes. That was Matt Hoffman. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, I agree. No, I remember, it's not a jealous bone in my, in my body. I was just like, whoa. And, and to top off, it wasn't just that. It was how he was doing aerials frontside and backside and oh, alley-oop yeah, yeah. yeah. around the ramp. And I'm like, nobody in BMX was doing that. And he was doing it. And I was right. like, this guy is, I am really, he, he, I'm a fan and I don't even care about BMX. Like I, I'm now just a fan of all BMX guys. Do you know, and, didn't he do you know how Matt spokes. got discovered? Well, go ahead. He, when he landed that 900, his spokes broke out of his bike. And it was another, once again, I was like, 
This guy oh, just exploded yeah. his bike yeah, and, and still and made, made it. it. Made yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh no, Matt. I mean, I have stories for days about Matt on on Huckjam. One time, um, so you know, we have obviously you know this, and anyone watching this might know it, but we have this channel on our ramp. It's yep. it's eight feet across, and when we would have Huckjam, one side was the gap, and one side was the bridge, which you could grind across. Oh, I can already tell what's going to happen. So. Uh, there was a thing where Matt and I want to say Dave Mira. Um, I can't remember who it was. The doubles? They had a thing where they would go, uh, one would be rolling across the deck and then Matt would do an air and then he would jump, like roll in across the <laughs> channel, right? So Dave Mira comes this way, Matt's coming this way and it looked crazy. And, and they had it, they did it every night. Like, it, was, it was amazing. Dave came in late. So Matt saw him coming and realized he's not going to make it. So Matt goes straight up in the channel. So Matt is, is doing an air and he is not going to clear the channel. And he bails. He did an aerial on your ramp. Did, did an aerial that he was a, supposed to go over Dave Mira. Because, because Dave Mira came in late. He had to go straighter up. He had to go higher. And he landed in and nowhere. And then he ejected. To the ground. To the ground, which is, there was a Your little- Your ramp's 13 there, foot high. Yes. How high was he off the top of the ramp? I don't know, five, six feet. But there was a little bit of raise right where the channel was because we, we used to have a launch ramp right there. That, yeah. that was part of the whole setup. Yeah. That changed the next year. But so he caught, caught part of the launch ramp, but not that much. Not enough. Right? Worst heel bruise- I mean, we're talking like about a guy swollen. that already had everything broken a thousand times over, right. and he just fell 30 feet to the ground. So he hurt his, he, he got the worst heel I've ever seen, didn't break it somehow, and also uh, sprained his wrist somehow. Yeah. Right? So the next I'm show- I'm surprised he didn't do more than that. He's riding with his heel hanging off his pedal, which they usually do, but he's doing a, he's, you know, exaggerating it. And then he- can't use his hand that well to hold his handlebars. So he tapes it to the handlebars. He taped his hand to the handlebars so that it would stay on. Everybody out because there that thinks you're an athlete, you don't know you Matt don't, Hoffman. Matt Hoffman is, is the- but He's the greatest. The, the, the heaviest. Yep. The heaviest and, hitter in action sports. And the reason he did that, because the show must go on. I'm pretty yeah. sure Matt was maybe the only other guy- in the entire uh, run of Huck Jams that didn't miss a show besides me. We should get him on, but before we get him on, we should we should plan out all the stories that you know the bet the, the biggest bangers <laughs> and just have him reel off all the the bangers of of, of oh, his I career. Mean, he's got, he he uh when they first started using um synthetic ligaments, mm-hmm. it wasn't approved here. So this is probably the gnarliest one. Yeah, this one was, you know the story. Then. This one was a story that when I heard it, like all skateboarders were like, "Who is this? Yeah, what kind of a freak?" So Matt, they they were they they were using, or some doctor figured out that they could they could use synthetic ligaments in your knee. Yep, not cadaver ligaments. No, like truly plastic. man-made plastic. Yeah. Um, and he there was I don't really understand there was some loophole where he found a doctor that could do the procedure but couldn't get the ligaments because the ligaments came from Europe right so he had to get them and then illegally ship so them to that country so he goes to Europe and he gets the ligaments in whatever I don't even know what the what flying what to another country to get ligaments to, to fly get ligaments over. and then he put them in his bike bag in a bike bag where he had taken the whole bike apart so it's just a jumble of parts so right. if anyone opened it it's just confusing anyway it's not yeah. like you can't tell a, it's not like there's just a bike in it and there's a package of ligaments. Right. And so it just looked like bike parts. And he said, I'm pretty sure he said someone like unzipped it and was like, ah. So his heart rate, heart rate went up because he was like, oh no, he's going to catch my illegal yeah. ligaments. So illegal comes home, ligaments. Comes home with his bootleg ligaments. Yeah, with his black market ligaments. So cool. And then the doctor was like, yeah, I'll put them in. And instead of, be, instead of being put under for general anesthesia, eh. he does a spinal tap so that he can watch it. Yep. Because he's really curious about the procedure because it's new. Yep. Yep. Matt Hoffman is the, he's the king. He's the undisputed king. Who's not, is, is Evil Knievel Nalia? Well, I, 
I mean, that's that's all. <laughs> I guess that's open for debate. I'm just Evo saying Knievel, that's how gnarly he is. True. Yes. You got to put him in there. I, I mean, I, I would. I would. I would say Matt is is gnarlier in that. Evil Knievel. He he was awesome when I was a kid. Like you wanted to watch everything he did. I had the action figure. I think I still have one. If um, you don't have one, you can probably get one off cab for a small fee. <laughs> but but he was amazing, and we would watch anything he did. But the the, the fascinating thing about Evil Knievel is that usually he wasn't going to make it. Yeah, which and, is crazy because you're jump- just you're just like there was there was this sort of uh, can't look away element to yeah. it. That you're like, oh, let's see what happens. Matt Hoffman, yes, he had plenty of crashes, but Matt Hoffman was pushing the limits and making the stuff that people thought were impossible, right. including the first 900, the first mega ramp. That was Matt Hoffman, right? Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, the the dude's amazing. I had a disagreement in an X Games once with. Two BMX guys, Chad Keggy and uh, um, uh, Robinson, um, Kevin Robinson, Kevin Robinson, and I, those guys were new friends to me. But we were friends, and he reeled off the you know uh, the mega ramp was um, done by Matt Hoffman, and I was like, yeah, but the jump to the mega ramp was Danny's, so. You know, he invented that. He's like, yeah, but if he didn't invent that, then then it wouldn't have been there for Danny. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, you guys have breaks and shit, so I don't know what. So it's back and forth, <laughs> and it's and it's a little, you know, I couldn't help it. I thought we were playing, but it kind of started to go into personal, <laughs> yeah. where it kind of burnt, and and it was like, well, what about uh, what about if we just punch you in the face? And I was like, you better make it a fucking good one because if I'm still awake, I'm gonna wreck you. <laughs> oh my god! And I just came out, and they were both they both went. Yeah, okay. Well, then probably that's... And I was like, yeah, you got pump faked. I did not... I was not going to do anything. You probably would have won. <laughs> oh, my... I'm just quick with the mouth. I was, wow. Like, it was an outback, come, like, comeback. I was like, what? Well, fucking blah, 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 blah. I'm going to snap all of you. And I'm like, that sounded really tough, Jason. Good one. I'm like, no. It's, it's pretty sure if Chad Keggy punched me in the face, it'd be over. Yeah, that's Chad has a Chad Keggy. Nice yes. guy as well. Yes. I hate Chad, Kevin Robinson... All Dave Mira, I, yeah, but and they were. Like, I can't guys. believe the level of of riding that we had on Huck Jam for three years running. Yeah, it, it was really insane. That that it was like lightning in a bottle. We just had the best of the best, and and then the 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 next best would be like, well, when when do I get to be on? Like, come on in, let's right. go. And they raised the bar. Anybody that was next best came in yeah. hot. Like, like and then and Jamie Bestwick came in, and Jamie Bestwick was like, "Oh, like, like, how is this so?" That was really amazing. Yeah, um, that was impressive. Oh man, uh, yeah, salad days. What days? <laughs> salad days. Salad days. Sal- well, no, salad days are your early days. So I guess it would be more like glory days. <laughs> salad days. I've never heard. You never that. heard that? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's uh-huh. that's like that's like when things are really beginning, but you're starting to find what you're capable of and, and, and really oh, wow. formulate what you're going to be. That's funny that the DMS keep on coming. I think it's really this show, but I, people are very excited about me skateboarding again. And I didn't know that I'd let down so many people by not skateboarding for a while there. Cause <laughs> I get sent photos where I've hit my head a lot. I don't know where that is. And I'm not even sure that's me. And I zoom in. I'm like, Oh, that is me for sure. And I'm like, well, you got a flyaway helmet on. That was crazy. Somebody sent me one yesterday of me doing a backside Smith in a bowl. I don't know what bowl. I don't know what country. A backside Smith with my hand down. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because those are the only ones that I could ever do. I used to get them. I copied Lee Ralph. I used to do a little slash backside Smith with my hand, Mm -hmm. like a little, I don't know what you call it, layback backside Smith. That's hard, yeah. It's easier for me to do that than it is a backside Smith grind. Weird. But I was doing it in a concrete bowl, and this guy sent it to me. And I'm like, there's no way that's me. And I'm like, oh, it is. I don't remember it. That's awesome. Yeah, it makes me want to do that trick again. I have a really, I have strangely vivid memories of a lot of demos. And sometimes I can't place the exact city or the exact year, but I know like it was this this ramp in a field and I know I probably did, I know I did this or this trick that was unique to that time. And it trips people out. And my wife, she catches us sometimes. She's like, how the, how did you remember that? Like, I don't know. I just, because right. the guy's like, oh man, I saw you in Chicago at this thing. And I was like, oh yeah, with the, uh, you know, <laughs> the, right. the, the, the whole list of other skaters and 
I mean, if, if it's an important trick, I feel like that makes it easier. It's not even the important tricks. It was just more like who who was on the ramp at the time. Yeah. Um, what other things happened there. Right. Maybe even the shop. But but then everything else is like, woo, I don't. Right. I don't know. I, that's that's my, that's that's like my Rain, yeah, I don't, Rain it, Man memory thing. People, I saw you in this town and you were ripping. I'm like, cool. But if you say one thing about something that happened in the demo. <laughs> yes. Then, yeah, we can do this. But if you just say you were ripping in Connecticut, and I'm like, dude, I, I'll take your word for it. I mean, I think I've been in Connecticut, but like indoor have, skate park <laughs> demos and stuff. But if you go, hey, I remember Tony Hawk dropped in on the over the love seat and ate shit. And I'm like, totally remember that. <laughs> Never forget that. I do have a thing that that people have this. It happens to me all the time, but but generally they'll know they saw a skate event or they know of a skater or they grew up with a skater. And they just assume it was me. Oh. Because, because perhaps my name was the only one they knew at the time. It's like, yo, man, I remember we used to skate in Baton Rouge at that ramp. Like, I never went to Baton Rouge. Yeah. Ever. Like, and I certainly didn't skate there a lot if I did. Right. I didn't grow up there. Yeah. Or we went to high school together. I mean, we didn't. Okay, see, I thought that was like a scam because I, I get that on Facebook a lot where people go, hey, man, it's been a long time. How are you? I'm like... Uh, that, no, that's what it is, is that, is that they, they might have known a skater. Like maybe they knew or or in Oz or something. And then right. they're just like, it must, it must be Jason Ellis. He's the only one who has success. It has right. to be him. That's in their mind. That's what it is. Have you ever had someone say that they're your brother? No. I've had people say, oh, I'm pretty sure we're related. My name's... Hawk with an E. I don't know about that. Yeah, I've had people say, "Oh, oh mate, you probably don't remember me, but my, you know, my, my dad went out with your mom," or so, and I'm just like, "I'm your brother," and I'm like, "Nah, no, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that day." It's hard though because sometimes I, I've learned not to argue with people about it. Yeah, because they're so they're they're so convinced that that did happen right. or whatever it was, but also like, "Oh man, I saw you on the Bones Brigade tour." With uh, with cab and da 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 in this city, and I and and I know that I wasn't on that part of the Bones Brigade tour, right. and now I just go along with it. Oh, because it's just, I don't want to bum them out. I don't want to bum them out. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to think that I'm trying to dispute their their recollection of facts. Yeah, but it but it's hard because it's just like oh yeah cool man thanks that's that's cool. Sometimes it's easier to say cool man thanks than. Be like, actually, I was never there because now you're going to make yeah. him feel uncomfortable. Right. Or or a lot of people who skated in the 70s, they're like, yo, man, I remember you as a Grom skating at Marina all the time. And I was like, I went to Marina like three times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and for sure you didn't notice who I was. Yeah. No, right. I, was I was a, a little, little, kid. little right. kid that was too scared to drop in with the big guys. Right. And so it's it's just a, it's funny how, you romanticize those times. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I must have been skating with all those people because I went, I was I was going to Marina Del Rey. Right. Um, and I'm sure we all do it in our own way. Yeah, for sure. But uh it gets weird when when it, it comes to that. And I get the same thing, like it on whatever. I used to get a lot of messages like, oh man, I remember you in high school and you wrote BMX, and we thought like we always thought you're gonna be something big. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You did not. It didn't happen. I was not always BMXing. No. That's not me. That's somebody else. Yeah, what or are you or like about? that I did both. Or because that was when the X Games started happening and they were like, I know extreme athlete. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably Tony Hawk. And right. I thought he rode bikes. Maybe skateboards. Eh, whatever. It was him. For sure it was him. And, and he went to school in Sacramento. And you just go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, yep. Good to see you again. I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me go. Uh, but, uh, well, you know, like I said, I just you just end up agreeing with them. Like, oh, cool, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah, the I get that one. Less to, I have less to prove. Maybe you're right. And also, at the same time, who cares? <laughs> yeah. But you're saying your memory's not that great, so it, it could have happened. That's the worst part. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why when you say stuff, I'm like, unless, unless it's like a big one, like, remember when my dad was married to your mom? And I'm like, no, nah, I would have. I would have remembered that. I hit my head a lot, but I would totally <laughs> I remember that, that one. one. Yeah. Like <laughs> I remember my mom and who she went out with, and they were kind of big deals to me. <laughs> <laughs> I hit one of my mom's boyfriends in the head with my nunchucks once. 
I made on nunch- purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching uh, the End of the Dragon a lot, and I made a broom handle one where you get those little screws. Oh in my it. So God. I had a broom handle, and I learned how to do the little flick around. You know what I mean? Like catch it, catch it. Not good, but you know what I mean. I could do the little thing here and there. And uh, I came home from school, and this guy was a younger guy, younger than my mum. He had given me all his Matchbox cars from when he was a kid. And it was like over 100 Matchbox cars and it came in a suitcase. So I thought this dude was cool. I liked him. Peter, his name was. And I BMX to the front window and I saw him push my mum over in the living room. And I was like, and I just went BMX straight into the garage, grabbed my nunchucks and came in from the backyard and had it already loaded in in my rib cage. So I came into the living room and he was, as soon as he turned around, I went, whack! Right on the head. And then he dropped to one knee and I went crack on the side of the head. And then he grabbed my arm and he was like, you little. And I was like, I'll call my dad. And then he like, you know, didn't punch me and left and cussed me out. And my mom was like, yeah, how dare you? Or some stuff like that. But I saved my mom kind of. Like, I feel like he could have beat me up, but it was still the first shot. How old were you? Like 11. And it was a, that's, that's pretty major. I, was pretty, I mean, I think that 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 probably did. You, do you feel like you turned the tide there? He didn't come back. Never came back. Never. Oh well, you did then. Yeah. I just mean like you, you either change the dynamic between you and him, or you shut it down. Yeah. I also uh, called my dad and said you should beat this guy up. Oh wow. And my dad would beat people up. Yeah. He liked that. Yeah. He. I don't think he did, but uh-huh. he knew that my dad was looking for him, oh. so he definitely didn't come back around. Again. Right. Wow. Yeah, I was pretty pumped. Shout out to Bruce Lee, because that totally is where I got that blow from. It's <laughs> amazing, though. Right? I was because now that I think about it, I'm like, man, I can't believe that worked. You know? I I, I it, the nunchucks, they just sound so they they seem so violent and so painful to be hit by them. And to think that but to be generally people are getting hit by them by accident when they're yeah, doing when you're the, spinning it, and which the, is yeah, not as hard. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened to me at some point? I was like, hey, yeah. oh, dude, if you don't hit yourself in the head with it, you're not doing it right. Right. But yeah. then, but then to think that you're intentionally aiming for someone, that's a totally different level of power. Yeah. Yeah. And it was because I, you tuck it in your arm and you smack it out like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I, and I, that was the one thing that I could do. I whap, and I'd get it back under my armpit. And I'm like, man, I could really make, make that work. So, and you did. I just came out of the backyard. He just turned, like, he was like, blah, 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 and just turned into it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pumped on that. Hero. Yeah, right? This is as close as I got anyway. I used to take Aikido. Oh, no. Is that like judo? I can't. I'm not. Are you kicking or I tripping people? I was really people? young. What's that? Are you kicking or tripping people? I don't I feel like we were just, <laughs> I, I honestly feel like all we were doing was seeing how much pain we could take. Because our, our our instructor would be like, okay, do this now. Now pull your okay. Now push, and, and you're just like, is that it? Is Stretching it? your wrists into like, yeah, or like yeah, and then just like, okay, breathe into it, breathe. Oh, oh, Did you, you have handle. a belt? I think I just I, after I, I after a few months, I was just over it because I just. Did I you didn't have to wear like, pajamas? Yeah, you had to wear a gi. Right, you had a gi on. Yeah, that's but, pretty cool. But it was, uh, and what it was late seventies. It just. It all seems sketchy to me, yeah. and my friend was into it. But I, but at some point, I was like, "Are we just there just to endure pain?" Because I don't feel like we're learning how to do stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, back then, a lot of mixed martial arts was bullshit. Yeah, this one felt like bullshit. If it wasn't for the Ultimate Fighter, uh, uh, sorry, the Ultimate Fighting Championships, I think it would all still be bullshit because it was very apparent when all the karate, taekwondo people all met in the cage for the first time, and I was like. All that, <laughs> right. not so fucking good now, is it? Like <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, it looks like you're just doing fundamental punches to the face. Then- <laughs> okay, okay, come at me like this. <laughs> not, and not, I got you. Not over and over again, just one time, so that I can block it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Not, what, not two times. That's I'm not trained for that. I know. All right, right? try this one, dude. Come at me like this instead. Oh, did, and the, that was one of the, the other things. The people on the ground against anyone that knew anything on the ground. I feel like in the Ultimate Fighter from one to ten, you could do a, you could have done this and won. Like I think <laughs> I could have gone, ju- I could have caught a karate guy on the ground <laughs> and gone tap, and he would have gone shit. I think I'm, I think I'm going unconscious. <laughs> I don't think he needed to know anything. It just seemed like all the toughest guys in the world were like, 
I'm really tough, El, but don't, uh, if not if I fall on the ground. I'm like, wow, that's so weird. You should probably know a little bit. But now, now it's, everybody now they, knows everything. Yeah, everybody, well, it's better. like skateboarding. Yeah, now it's crazy. Now too. there's Bob Bernquist that are in MMA. And it's just like people that can do absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. Goes, like, go switch and just everything. weasel out of the move. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy thing though, yeah. because there's still really big players in the game that can't do certain things. And it's like, it's not a skateboard contest. It's a, if you can't do that one certain thing, and I know, it's somebody explained it is like, imagine if you had lasers out the front of your house that like had all these little uh, things that, and if anybody went there, lasers and guns would shoot. But your back door, there's no lasers, no no anything, and the door's unlocked. How hard is it to get in your house once you know that? Like, I just won't go to the front. I'll go around the back. There's really good guys that will kick your head off. And then they get on the ground. They're like, yeah, Oh, that's their Achilles heel. Yeah, and I'm like, but yeah. it's your job to not right. lose. Like, why would you not practice that bit? But it's now very apparent to me that some of the biggest players in MMA are like, nah, my bread and, this is my bread and butter. Right. I'm like, but I, now I know that's your bread and butter. So that means everybody knows that that's your bread and butter. So no one wants to play toast with you, son. They're all just going to put you on the ground and choke you. That reminds me of, of uh, kind of mid-90s X Games, you know, between 95, 98, when suddenly Bob came on the scene. Yeah, and I And he's doing switch, yeah. and everyone's like... And so Bob could just do a switch frontside error, and the judges were enamored because no one could do it. And that, that was where it, that was became all of our weakness. Right. Yeah. Because we were just like, Fuck, dude, Bob, like how does that even work? Yeah. So I made it my mission to learn switch McTwist. And I did. Yeah. I did it a did. couple times. Yeah. And then I tried to, at this one X games. I want to say it was like, when it was the second year in Rhode Island, like 96, maybe. Yeah. Um, that That's all I had going into it where I'm like, switch McTwist. So I would do a run and kind of hold back the whole run and then try that at the end. And it cost me it cost me <laughs> doing well in the event because I was so like, all right, that's what I got. Right. I got switch. I got a McTwist. That's what's going to take me all the way there. And, yeah. and um, that wasn't it. You didn't make it. I, didn't, I made one squatting into the flat, but obviously didn't count. Uh, it was enough to make a big deal. Like, holy shit, he did a, he did a switch but and twist. But not to place high in the contest. But, but it wasn't a make. And then every run that I had, I was just trying to get to that. So I was kind of being conservative with it. Yeah, yeah. And then when I finally finally got to it, I never really made one. Oh. And I don't even know what place. I didn't, I didn't do that well. Um, I think either Andy or Bob won it. Right. And rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, I remember Bob in the Vancouver skate Slam City Jam. I didn't know who he was. We're in a heat together, and he did a kickflip indie to fake. He drifted dark slide across the whole ramp, and I went, "Oh, that's the one he won, right?" Yeah, yep. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yep. And that was that was his debut to my brain. Like I was watching him skate. I'm like, "Yeah, pretty good." And then, bing, and I was like, "Whoa, nobody can do that. Who is this guy?" But but the Bob, he had things that he would do in contests. Everyone has their. Hail Marys and contests where yeah. you're just like, oh, I don't, this, I don't, I'm not right in the air here, but I'm going to throw it under my feet. Yeah. And sometimes it works, but Bob took it to a totally different level, catching stuff dark side yeah, and then just rolling it in under his feet. So right. basically he would do a kickflip or whatever, some sort of flip trick, catch the wrong side of the board, catch it too and then early just flick it. and then just throw it under his feet with his hand right. and usually make it. He might be the best at, Doing it wrong and get and making it, guy. Yeah, or where he's coming down the wall, his body is in a position that is not yeah. suitable for riding a skateboard. Yeah, and you think he's just going to hit the flat, and somehow he does this like. Yeah. And he then also gets out of uh, uh, injuring himself because of that flexibility, and that is that is amazing. Yes. And let's put yep. in the fact that he is now at least forty-eight. Correct. I, He's got to be pretty yeah. close to my age. Yeah, probably. So he's at least 48 and- Hasn't lost any of it. His body's fine. <laughs> and I think- Did you see what he did at that? He had a he had a mega ramp event at, yeah. his, at his house. Yeah, Indy 3. Alley-oop, heel yeah. flip, Indy 360. Yeah. On the mega ramp, what, 10 feet out? Yeah. A trick no one's done on a regular vert ramp. Yeah, and he's- Yeah. And I know people- Okay, so there's this weird thing Asahi that people balls. say- 
Cyballs, yeah. yeah. There's this weird people people say where, especially when they talk about spinning tricks, and they say, uh, "Well, it doesn't really count because he did it on a mega ramp." I'm like, "What do you? T- let me tell you about the mega ramp." Yeah, come down there and show <laughs> yeah. me your basic trick on there and see if how it you works. did a spinning tr- any spinning trick on the mega ramp. You are an amazing skateboarder. Yeah, and uh, the whole thing that like, well, he, you know, when when. It's like when uh, Guy did the 1080 on on the on the X Games. Yeah, incredible, right? That's amazing. Yeah, but you cannot take away anything, dismiss or discount the fact that people have done it. Michi Brusco, twelve feet out right. on on this twenty eight foot quarter pipe, like that. It, there's no there's no saying. Oh, it doesn't doesn't count, or it's not. You know, it, it it's way gnarlier. The risk factor is way higher. You're and doing it's 45 just as mile hard. an hour. It's backwards. just as hard. It's just as hard. Yeah. It's it's harder. Right. It's like, like you know what to be okay. I know the best the best analogy I can think of is let's say you're a diver. Yeah. And you can do a two and a half off a standard diving board. Like that's amazing. You can you can spin around and do that in only that airspace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what if you did it off a cliff? Right. That's way gnarly. Way, there's <laughs> conse- right? It's just as physically hard with 10 times as many consequences. And as vert skateboarders, consequences come into play. <laughs> yes. If you're like, I try this trick and I go, wee down the side of the ground. Or if I try this trick and do it wrong, it's whack and you're asleep. Shut up, all of you that think that because you have I, to play it. You can't just erase the, the fact that, that I might get completely annihilated. It's in there. You can feel it. When you go down the mega ramp and the yeah. wind hits your face, oh, yeah. you're like, this I'm is, going yeah. really fast. It's, there's no duck in it. And that first air on the quarter pipe, you've never seen coping that far beneath you. Yeah. Ever. Ever. And it is frightening because you question- You don't get a warm-up. We don't have breaks. Question, the first rolling makes your eyes water. Your <laughs> yeah, eyes start too, to yeah. water as you're coming up the thing. You're like, and then boom. Yeah. And then you don't know where your landing is because you're so far away from the ramp. You can't you tell can't until judge you're it. on right. the way back in. That's That was the hardest thing for me to figure out was how will I ever know that I'm in the right place because I've never been this high yeah. and I don't know where the coping should be right. in my line of and sight. And you don't get- a- That is literally why I started doing 540s on the mega ramp quarter pipes. Because then I don't have to see it while I'm spinning. So well, I know that it is, sounds ridiculous, but ridiculous. when I take off, I know I know the right takeoff for a 540 for yeah. a McTwist. Yeah. I know exactly how much to pull off. I know how to spin. I can spin slower because I'm going higher. And so that way I'm blind to that whole distance yeah. of the coping, seeing the coping from far away because yeah. I'm, I'm looking upward, right? And so when I come back around, I'm I'm coming on the way down. I'm at a height that I know where the coping should be. Yeah, because I'm only whatever. Six, so you just eight sense that tall. you're in the right spot, though. And yeah. or you don't even do that. Yeah. But but if I had to be looking at the coping the whole time, I would be questioning. It. I'd be like, oh, that yeah. oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. I know it's weird, but I would I do th- and and people do. And I know we're getting into the weeds. People see, you said you wanted us to get in the weeds. Sometimes here we are. Okay. When people jump the mega ramp, a lot of people warm up with the 360. Yeah, because the wind blows you off access if you go straight. Right. And also, you don't have to be staring at the landing, kind of questioning it if it's going to work or not. I get that. Uh. You only see it on your last half of the turn when you're already closer to it. And then you know if you're good or not. And there's, there's still time to bail. Yeah. If it's really off. But you see almost everyone do a 360 on their first jump. Yeah, I always thought 360 because if you if it was outside and you went straight, the wind gets under your board. It either blows your nose up or blows your, your nose down. Or, or depending, just or a little takes off you act. off oxygen. Yeah, because there's yeah. wind involved and you're really light. You're not a dirt bike. Dude, that is the, the worst thing is when you're in the air, especially on the manger, or just on a veram and it's super windy and you you feel that gust yeah. and you're like... I just got destroyed. I'm destroyed, yeah. yeah. I'm over the deck or... Now I'm on the flat. Yeah. I mean, I was in a couple of those Mega Ramp X Games contests outside where you watch the flag before you go down the roll. Oh, oh my. I did that every time. And I'm like, I was sometimes that guy. I'm like, the, the flag's yeah. like, woo, 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 and I'm like. <laughs> I was that guy just watching it. Yeah. I was that guy that was stalling everyone else though. Just like, like when is it going to, and, and then it'll die for a second. And in your mind, you're like, I guess that's good. Yeah. But you know, it, it, it didn't just mean anything. Back up. Yeah. I was like, man, I'd be waiting for that flag to go down. I'm like, you know what? I'm 
fuck it. I'm just going to go. There was a time when, uh, especially when we took the Huck Jam outside and I, uh, I had, uh, uh, separated my shoulder on one of those tours. And so that's why this drops right here. But, uh, I was having a hard time grabbing with this hand and that's how I grabbed seven twenties doing the, doing the well grab. And so I wasn't, I wasn't able to get a good snap the way I used to yeah. for, for a couple of years. For a couple of eventually, years. Eventually, just my whole life because I got old. But, but in, those, in those days, it was harder for me to snap that trick because yeah. I, I didn't trust my shoulder to really grab it. So I was trying to, I don't know, was, it was just got tricky for me. And when it would be windy, I'd be like, sweet, because that's going to give me the lift I need. So you would do it on the wall that on blew you out? On the wall where the blue, it blew you out. And it worked for me almost every time. <laughs> Fucking so weird. That's so but weird. But sometimes I'd go up to set up for a 720, like ready for the wind, and the wind didn't come. And then I'd be spinning, and I'm like, oh, damn, didn't catch it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did not. You know, what's ironic is that the reason that I dislocated my shoulder, my, that I separated it, didn't dislocate it, um, was because we were doing a demo we were in New Jersey on the Huck Jam. We were outdoors. I want to say it was like 2006-ish. And it was so windy that it was problematic for anything. It wasn't like you could be using one wall better than the other. Yeah. It was just blowing super hard. And we were having trouble doing it. I mean, kickflips are out of the question right. for sure. But I, did, I just did a melon grab air, like a method air. Yeah. And when I let go of my board, the wind just flipped it. <gasps> And, and I didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't know. So I landed with my board literally upside down. And tried to roll away. Well, it, yeah. For and that's for went straight into the oh flat. God. And then I felt my, sh- I could just feel my shoulder was off, but I, but I knew it wasn't dislocated because I've seen dislocations enough. Yeah. And I went up the ramp and I, and I felt, I just felt like it was. Further it apart. It felt like it was hanging. Yeah, because that's what. I mean, but, I, but it was still functional. Yeah. And so I went up to the ramp and Dennis McCoy, who we talked about earlier, was on the deck. And I was like, I don't, he's like, you okay? I, go, I don't know, something's wrong with my shoulder. He goes, he goes, oh, oh, you separated it. Separated it. Yeah, right there. See yeah. mine? Right here. Yeah. Separated. I go, what does that mean? He's like, none. Well, like, well, can I use it? He's like, eh, eventually. And so- Worst person to tour, ask. So this, is, this was pretty wild. And um, I still have- I'm still kind of proud of this, but also like it was painful in that, uh, that, that demo, I finished it out, but it was really painful. And I was just like, oh man. So then I went, you know, God, we, we were on the move too. So we went to Chicago a day early so that I could go see the specialist and figure it out. They did MRI. I separated it. They're like, all right, we just can't use it. Yeah. What do you mean you can't use it? We're on tour. We're going to skate tomorrow. So I did... Two weeks of Huck Jam only using this arm. Did you have that taped taped down? Yeah, we had Barry on the trip. You know the but did you have trainer. Like sports so I can't I, tape or something not, to hold it in there. He, I think he I think he did tape it, but but a couple times I had allergic reactions because he'd leave the tape on for so long. Oh wow! So sometimes I couldn't, but I just remember. I remember you can't thinking move like, that. You can't wiggle that arm to adjust your body either, though. I could use it. I just couldn't use it with force. Okay. So like. But you could still do that with it? Yeah, I could do that, but I couldn't like, I couldn't do it invert. I couldn't really grab to hold on to things. So like a, a basic grab, maybe like nose grab would be okay. But if I were trying to do something like tweaked, no, because you got to, you need that leverage when eh. you're trying to twist it. And so I was very limited in my trick selection, but I got really good at Indy fives. <laughs> <laughs> on that trip. Fucking hell, man. Indy fives with a separated shoulder. Nope. Well, because that was this arm. I'm talking about if it goes wrong. Oh, yeah. Your I Indy didn't. five on a, on a separated yeah. shoulder is like full. Right and then after s- that tour, um, I learned Indy sevens. More because I just, more for sheer functionality. Yeah. Because I still wanted to do 720s. Yeah. And like I said, I couldn't grab it. I couldn't snap Wait, it. Wait, you did a so Indy seven with Indy a separated sevens. shoulder? No, it was well. It was like it was. It was already pretty well into healing. Okay, but uh, it made me learn it because I just was like, oh, maybe I can do that. Since I'm new. Did you actually stop skateboarding after you separated your shoulder? No, I was on tour. So you didn't stop. That's what I'm saying. I was on tour. We were. But we then were after doing... the tour, did you take a break? 
No, because by the time the tour was over, I felt like it was it was good. It was fine. That's fucking crazy. Because it was, uh, we still had, still, we still had like, I can't believe you can make your hand work at all. The tour was five weeks. That was the first week. So for, uh-huh. for two weeks after that, I was only doing mostly indie grab, stale fish, tail mm-hmm. grab. And then, and then I started to feel like, I, I, the thing was, is when I would do something with this shoulder, it felt like it was going to pull off. Yeah. And then I got to a point where it didn't feel like that. So then I started doing other grabs and stuff. Right. And I was able to do inverts again. Like that's a big deal in my yeah. demo, in my, you know, demo trick selection yeah. or hand plants. And uh, then I was able to do inverts again and got back. Did you have any like procedures on it? Like any? No. Nothing? No. Have you ever? Uh, not on my shoulder. How no. is it now? It's fine. You're fucking weird. What? You because just, you just you feel. I feel like you're like uh, your your injuries and your uh, denial of injuries or or something. It's not maybe not the word denial, but something about you being hurt and you're like, no, I'm not. Or or uh, I, it's just it's, it's. I mean, it's crooked, but it's okay. Our neck's a little to the side, but that's fine. I'm like, you don't want to fucking straighten that. I mean, that fucking works for me now. That's just what works for me. I'm, I'm like you. Yeah, but, a, this, a, but this just became aesthetic. This just became, okay, now my shoulder drops and that's how it looks. I didn't lose any functionality. With for my, sure. For sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, I still was able, I mean, I, I ended up doing 900s after that. Like, okay. uh, yeah, it was. Um, you know what I mean. I, bet I know you what you mean, but, but also I, th- there was a thing too that, that I don't really talk about it, but with all those huck jams and stuff, we had a lot of skaters, BMX riders, FMX riders. And at any given time, someone got, it happened a lot. People got hurt and they weren't in that show. The only person whose name is attached to the title of the show was mine. I could not miss a show. Dude, I, the Jason I mean, Ellis I, show, you can't do a Jason Ellis show right. without Jason Ellis. So there were right. several times there where I was fucked for whatever reason and will be like, dude, don't come in. And I'm like, you can't have the show. If I don't yeah. come in, there will be no show. Right. The the closest I ever got to not people doing came way less than the what show. The, the closest that I ever came to not doing a show with, with the Huck Jam, um, and and like I said, and I didn't like I didn't like that in those two in that two week time period that I I wouldn't say I was half assing it, but I was definitely not at full capacity. Yes, obviously, but you definitely weren't half assing it. But if I was anything, able to do the tricks and stuff, so I felt up. like I, I did it. But the only time I really couldn't do it was. Uh, we were set to do a thing at the um, Spike Video Game Awards yeah. um, in Vegas. Were you there? No. Nah. Uh, and they wanted the full Huck Jam. Like, they wanted a Huck Jam routine in the show. So we got the whole ramp, put it on the on the floor of, of the, I think, the Mandalay Bay Event Center. You would have been excited about this, correct? Absolutely. Right, okay. And that was all in the works. That, that like we were we were heading towards that, yeah. and it also when we do stuff like that, it would help to promote Huck Jam for future years. Yeah, because people are like, "Holy shit, you see all that stuff? Yeah, I want to go see that live." So we had this whole thing, Spike Video Game Awards. In fact, that's where we met DMX, because um, he was there and he was there when we were practicing. But uh, that's right. Bucky said he skated his board on the ramp and and could pump. Yeah, yeah immediately. Yeah. He was with Timberlands on. So cool too. Um, so the, we were going into that and. I broke my pelvis in the loop like a month before, uh, maybe two months before it, but uh, that was already happening. And I had to tell Spike that I'm not, I, I can't, sk- I know I won't be able to skate this. Like yeah. I've, I pushed through a lot of injuries. I, I can, I can't walk. Right. In I, fact, that was my first night of walking. That the day of the, they wanted because you to Because I was, I was, I was aiming for that day. So what happened was they said, it's okay. We just want, we want, we want all, all the riders doing all the stuff and you can just introduce it. That's oh fine. shit! Okay, so you know, I was I was at a table and I was like, "Hey, everyone, Stony Hawk, check out Boom Boom Hawk Jam," and then everyone drops in, and, and that happened. That happened, yeah, because they agreed to it. They just wanted me on camera. Um, I taught Jesse Fritch my lines. Yeah, because I would lead off the. It was just one big routine, and okay, I would lead yeah. it off, and he replaced your line. Yeah, and I was just like, "All right, just make sure you're here, here, here. Yeah. These are your cues. Yeah. You don't have to get crazy. Yeah. Just, just be make at it. the right place at the right, right time." Yeah, and he did. He made yeah. it. Um, but uh, that night was the first night that I tried walking because they had a red carpet. 
And how was it walking the red Sucked. carpet? So you were really trash. I was trash. So I, I think I made it. I like made it to the red carpet, and then as as we as they were seating us or whatever, I remember thinking like, oh, I can't really go any further. And then I started walking with the craziest limp. <laughs> like just dragging like one needing, leg behind you? Like people to, to hold me shoulder. Like, okay, we're going to get there. <laughs> that was, that was Such sucked. a good advertisement for skateboarding. <laughs> this guy's the king of it all. You could be him if you dig deep. Like, <laughs> I'm like, wow. I just want to grow up and be Tony Hall. You know, Look how funny. much fun he's having. You said that. We were talking about last week uh, with Jack Black <clears throat> or the other week about um, the Action Sports Music Awards. Yeah. Do you remember? You probably don't, but... The very first award they gave out, I'm pretty sure it was to Barrett Christie. Like the first award of the whole event. We're like, we're, we've got this big event, the Action Sports and Music Awards. We're going to give awards to the craziest action sports, musicians, whatever. Yeah. The very, I'm pretty sure that, I don't remember what the award was for, but the first uh, recipient, I'm pretty sure it was Barrett Christie's pro snowboarder. Oh, okay. And she comes up to the stage on crutches. Okay. And I was like, perfect. Yeah. No, that's us. Like that's us. Man. Yeah, perfect. The first award given <laughs> is on crutches. No, I never feel like everything I've brushed with, with Moto and and bull riders and everybody that's done the gnarliest things. Everybody that meets us and sees how we run our game is immediately in. They have immediate respect for us. They're like, oh, okay. Because sometimes people might have an opinion about skateboarders. They might be like, you know, or just little kids or something. I'm like. I, at one time, Jerry Seinfeld saying that when I see kids skate, I know that I don't have to worry about right. them was one of the smartest, sorry, normal people quotes I've ever heard. Cause I'm like, yeah, like it's a thing that in life, if you never quit and you just keep showing up, that's an unstoppable motherfucker right there. Right. And skateboarding, if you've been doing it for more than five years, you have done that several times. Yeah, to the and, point you, and you have the persistence and the discipline to get through anything if you can if you can redirect that energy right and if you do it sure. enough it's a pattern that cannot be shook off so right. for the rest of my life even if i want to quit because trust <laughs> yeah. me sometimes i do but but at the same time there 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 could also be viewed as extreme stubbornness or recklessness because yeah. we just keep trying and it's just like dude yes but those people are stupid Tony. <laughs> <laughs> that's it we should end it there good there it is. If you're not skateboarding, remember you're stupid. <laughs> That's it. Good night. <laughs> like <Yeah>. and describe. <laughs> I you fucking like and describe. Like everyone picked up on that one. I, so. just, I love it. it. For a second there, I'm like, wait, are you dumber than me? Oh, yeah, you're joking. No, it's good. <laughs> Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com/podcast22. shopify.com/podcast22.